0: is hit everywhere. It's not just here, it's everywhere. And so just be praying for our church. Be praying for our people that are affected by it. And uh, God knows where we're at. I, I mean, I did preach that this morning, but God, God knows exactly where we're at, what we're doing, what's taking place. He knows He knows what's going on and uh, he's got it all under control too. So, and I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Well, Uh, Anybody else? I think that's everybody, isn't it? All right. Well, I just got a simple thought to show you or talk to you about tonight. Exodus chapter 19. We've been going through the life of Moses here and uh, really be praying for me. We're, We're getting ready to end the life of Joseph on Wednesday nights and praying where to go from there. And just praying that God will lead us in the right direction there and to begin a new sermon series. But Exodus 19, uh, talking about the... uh, Moses gets the statutes uh, for the children of Israel. Chapter 19 and chapter 20, God gives him the law, And uh, you could take uh, the whole books of... uh, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and uh, uh, those books, and and have a sermon just on the law. But uh, that's not where we're going. We're just going to give a brief overview of what takes place in these two chapters here. But in chapter number 19, Moses uh, is going up to the mountain. And uh, this mountain was very significant in Israel's dealings or God's dealings with Israel, multiple times, things took place at this mountain. Before God gave the Israelites these many statutes, there were they were uh, that were to guide their every life. Uh, he prepared them to receive those statutes, and so let's look um, tonight on uh, the report or a report from Moses. Verse number three, of the Bible says. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagle's wings, and brought you unto myself, that there now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, Then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, and for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord Commanded him. So let's take these uh, verses that we read tonight and give you three simple thoughts. Number one is the report from Moses. We see Moses is given a report back to the children of Israel about what God has told him. Number one, we see the reminder that Moses gives him. And you see in verse number four, he, Moses, uh, let's back up just a second. But verse number three, Moses goes unto God. Can you imagine with me that you get to go unto God? He went into this mountain, and he got to see God. Now, I don't know that he necessarily saw face-to-face God, but he got to be in God's presence like no one had been before. And he got to see God there on the top of that mountain. God spoke to him with a loud voice. If any of you, anybody in here knows as well as I do, that God has or God has spoke to you and God has met, uh, has spoke to you, but it hasn't necessarily been that audible voice. But can you imagine standing before God in the mountain, just you in the mountain, huh? you and God, and God begins to speak to you about the things of God or the things for the children of Israel? Just imagine that with me. So there he is. He went unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, and verse number four, what does he remind them about? He said, ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. He said, I want you to remember, he said, tell these people, the children of Israel, to remember what took place with the Egyptians. I want you to tell them what took place down the road. What took place when the Egyptians were trying to kill you? What took place when the Egyptians were coming after you? What took place when the Egyptians wanted to kill you back in Egypt? What took place? God protected them. In that verse, he says, That on the eagle's wings, how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. See, the obligation of God is to take care of God's children, or God's take, God takes care of his children. God redeemed Israel. He brought you unto myself, therefore they belong to him, and God obligated to him. This does not change in the New Testament, for in regards to the redeemed, the Bible says, that we are not your we ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are whose? Who do I belong to? I belong to God. The children of Israel belong to God. And God protected them. And they, and God protected them from the children of uh, of Egypt. God's orders for his own children uh, are not optional there, uh, there uh, we're to be obliged to do it, we, we ought to be obligated to do it. The only right thing to do is for us to obey Jesus Christ. The reminder was repeated in Exodus 20 and verse number 2. The Bible says in verse number 2 Exodus 20, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He reminds them, Look, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt. I am the same God that protected you when you was trying to run from them. God simply says, we need to remember what God has done for us. In my opinion. He says, remember what he did for them with the children of Israel Israel to the Egyptians. When they were running from the Egyptians, did God protect them? When they came to the Red Sea and they needed to get across, and what were they to do? All get in a bunch of boats and go across? I mean, do uh, uh, you know how long it would have taken for, uh, for a 200 or a 500-passenger boat to go back and forth across the Red Sea to, to boat all 2.5 million of those Jews across, plus their animals? That would have taken a long time. God knew that it was going to take that long time, so he says, no, forget the boat, Moses. Open the water and walk across. And so God protected the children of Israel every step of the way. He was, he was protecting them as an eagle would protect her child. They say that eagles or, or birds eh, will protect their young. And the eagle's wings, how I bear you in verse how I bear you on eagle's wings. So what does that tell you? Who carried the children of Israel, the Red Sea, to the water, through the bitter water? Who carried them? God did. Now, I know you more than likely you've read the, the poem of the man who walks on the beach, How he has a dream about the footprints poem who walks on the beach. Why is there only what two steps over two foot, set of footprints and only one over there? God says, oh, "I was carrying you." See, when it, when it comes to our difficult times in life, guess who's carrying us? It's God, if we will rely on Him to carry us. See, God was trying to get these children of Israel. Now, if you know you know the children of Israel's history, they go back and forth. Yeah. They're wicked. They go, they serve God. They go away from God. They serve God. They go away from God. They serve God. They go away from God over, over, and over again. Multiple times did they do that. Well, he says, I protected them. He gives them a reminder. But I also want you to see number two is he tells them there is a reward. Not only is there a reminder for them, but he also tells them there is a reward. Look in verse number five. Now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. He says, if you will obey me. If you will obey my covenant. He said, if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all, for all the earth is whose, is mine. God says it's all mine. Verse number six, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, and these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. He says, go down there and you tell them, you tell them that if they will listen to me, If they will obey me, if they will keep my commandments, there will be a reward. And I will make them a special nation. I will make them a a precious treasure. He said, I'll make them above all other people. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Before the statutes were given, God informed the children of Israel of the great benefits of obeying him. He does not want Israel to view the laws as a curse or as a burden. He wanted to see them as the promise of a reward. He wants to make us know that God's commandments are not a burden and and we ought to take pleasure in doing God's commandments. Have you ever, I know a lot of teenagers sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes teenagers think that rules are, I uh, and you know, they're they're trying to hurt me. You're trying to put too much on me. But with those rules, and with in the confines of those rules, and in the confines of God's commandments, do you know what there is? There's blessings and there's rewards if we do what's right. If you've played any type of sport, there are rules to follow. And if you don't obey the rules to the sport, guess what happens? You can't play, you get penalized, you have to pay, you have to pay. Hey, if you step out of bounds in football, guess what they're going to make you do? It's over. That play is over. It's dead. It goes to the next play. If you you hurt somebody or if you, you know, know, personal foul or type thing and you hurt somebody, guess what you do? You get penalized. Nowadays, if you lower your helmet and hit somebody else in the helmet, they're going to kick you out of the ballgame. I mean, there's penalties for not doing right. You know what? There's penalties for not doing right. The reward is to live for Christ. And God didn't want them to see these commandments as rules and regulations and things that I cannot do. But there's so much freedom if you will just live for God and obey me. I heard an illustration one time about a funnel. And how the open end represents the freedom we have if we live for Christ. And the freedom we have if we will obey his commandments, basically. You know, God gives us so much freedom, so much freedom to do. That's why he's given us soul liberty. That's why every one of us, we can believe just a little bit different on certain things, and it's okay. You know, if you want to do something that I, I don't necessarily agree with, well, guess what? That's okay. You can do that, and I, I won't do that. You know, it, God's given us that sole liberty, but God has given us the commandments that we ought to follow, and the commandments aren't not, are not negotiable. They're not negotiable. Well, I don't know if I agree with that commandment. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about when agreeing or disagreeing. But the commandments are for us to follow. But when we follow God's commandments, we have all the freedom in all the world. Many people think that Christians, man, you guys you guys must hate it, man. All them rules, all them regulations. I don't hate one minute of it. <coughs> I'm glad God has freedom. But it's like a funnel. The open end of the funnel, man, you've got tons of room. What happens at the narrow end? It's tight. It's a little bit. Living for Satan and doing your own thing. You Guess what you don't have? Don't have freedom. You don't have the freedom that you would have if you serve God. You don't have the freedom that you would have if you'd listen and obey God. Even if you don't understand. Even if uh, I don't agree. I don't think I ought to do that. Well, it doesn't matter if we agree whether the Bible says it or not. Right? I want freedom. I want freedom in my life. And the best way that I can have freedom is to do what God wants. But, now, I will say this, okay? This verse, verse number five and verse number six, were written specifically to who? The Jews, the Israelites, okay? Now, but I will say this. I do believe that there are rewards for you and I following him. Now, these rewards were specifically for the Jews, But if we follow God's commands, there will be rewards for you following God's commands. It may not be exactly the rewards that he was going to give Israel, but there will be rewards. So not only do we see in this text, we see a reminder, a reward. And lastly, number three, and I'm done. We see Israel's response. What was the response to the reward? What was the response to his reminder? in verse number eight. The Bible says, and all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord hath spoken, we will what? will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto God, unto the Lord. Now, let me ask you something. Did Israel do all the words that God had spoken unto them? No, they didn't. You know what their response was? Their response was to say it. Yep, yeah, I'll do it. Yep, yeah, I've got to handle. I'll do what you say, what you say. But when God got down the road a little bit, guess what they didn't do? They didn't do what they said they would do. You know, when raising kids, you know what you have to do? You have to go back behind them and check to make sure that they did what they said they were gonna do, right? Because sometimes, guess what they don't do? What they said they did. You say, what do you mean? You know what? Sometimes, guess what we are? We're that kid that told God that we would do something, and we didn't. Told God that we would do this, and we didn't. Told God that we would go there, and we didn't. God said, listen, these children of Israel, they know what they did? They listened. And they said, okay, we got it. We'll do it. Now, if you'll go a couple generations down the road to the leadership of Joshua, they took over, they got the land of they got to the land of promise. And it wasn't long after Joshua they began to the Bible says they did what was right in every man's eyes, or something that I didn't quote that verse right, but they did right what was in everyone's eyes. They they did their own thing, and they lived wickedly, and they would they would live wickedly, God would give them a judge, and the judge would straighten them out, and then the judge would die, and then they'd live wickedly and do what they thought was right. And they went in a huge cycle, and they continued to do that. They went into captivity, they had they uh, they they continued to live wickedly, God brought them out, they continued to live wickedly, and they would change and go back and forth and back and forth. Children of Israel, and then you go forward to the New Testament. They rejected Jesus Christ. Do you know what's still to this day? You know what they're not doing? They're not obeying this command. They're not obeying this command. Now, you and I, what is our command? What is our our thing that we ought to do? What did God give the church? What did God give the church the responsibility to do? What did he give us the responsibility to do? Spread the gospel. Preach the gospel to every creature. And if we're not doing that, guess what we're not doing? We're not obeying. And you and I, we can't ex- expect to receive all the blessings of God if we don't obey the command in which God gave the church. Because are we the church? Yes, we are. Every one of us are. You know, when you say, well, how do you get that from this text? Because, look, this, this command wasn't given to us. This command was given to the Jews. This command, this reminder, this reward, this response, all of that was the Jews' responsibility. But I will say this, that the church's responsibility, God gave the church a responsibility. God gave the church a reward. You know, you and I, we have rewards that we can earn in heaven that you and I can take a part of because of what we do here on earth. God has given the church a command. What will we do with it? I'll do it. And never do nothing with it. Just like the children of Israel. Yeah, I got it. I got a handle. It. I got it. And never do nothing with it. That's what they did. For a little bit, they did right. Moses came off that mountain and realized they weren't doing right. So he ground up that idol that they built in the middle of uh, 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 the desert and said, What are you guys doing? Made them drink it, huh? Just a couple chapters later. Because they said it with their mouth, but they did something with their actions. Now, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. But how many times, look, and I, I'm, I'm guilty. You say you're guilty Yeah. Uh, we tell God we'll do something. And then we don't follow through. We'll do it for a couple weeks. Do it for a couple months. And then we fall off. But we ought to follow through. And we ought to finish what we've started. God's called us to reach the world. Who am I? You say, how am I going to reach the world? Reach one person at a time. One family at a time. One family at a time. There is a story of a man who is on the beach. The story was that he was walking along the beach and he saw these starfish landing. And he started picking them up and throwing them out in the beach, throwing them out in the ocean trying to save them. And a guy walks through, and he says, what are you doing, man? He said, I'm trying to save save them. He said, you're not going to be able to save all of them. He said, I may not be able to save all of them, but I can save some. But you know what our job is, is just to save that next one. You say, well, I don't know how many God's going to give me, but I just need to pick up and save the one that God has given me. God has given us a command. God has given us, this is our command. This is our chance to respond. So how will, what will my response be to the command given to us? What will my my response be to the command given? Because we still do have the precepts and the law that God has given us to learn from. has given us a command to the church will, how will we respond? What will be our response? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for every individual that's here. I thank you for every individual that is listening this evening via live stream. I pray that we'll all examine our hearts and ask ourselves this question. What will I do with what I've been given. What is my response? What is my response?